Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. Talking about the game plan for the 49ers versus Chicago Bears matchup that's coming up this Sunday. I'm really looking forward to it. This is one of my favorite episodes to get into. Of course, we're less than 24 hours from the 49ers lighting up and kicking off against the Chicago Bears. But understanding exactly how the 49ers plan to attack the Bears is going to be one of the funnest things to talk about. As a coach, I enjoyed game planning. It was one of my favorite things to do, to go ahead and scout, watch the other team, find their strengths, find their weaknesses. You know already what your strengths and weaknesses are, and then you try to counteract what they do well and also take advantage of their weaknesses to best suit your football team. So when you're breaking down how you're going to be able to game plan against these guys, that's really what you're looking at. Understanding their team is just as important as understanding your team because it's going to give some insight into the way that you're going to be able to go ahead and handle their football team. Now, if you're over on Patreon, you know I already did a scouting report video that was available to everyone on Patreon, broke down the Bears' preseason film and went through it and talked about some of the advantages the 49ers are going to have in certain areas, some of the weaknesses the Bears illustrate, but also some of the Bears' strengths uh, that the 49ers have to be able to overcome. So I think that's part of what goes into it as a coach. That's why this is one of my most exciting episodes because I get to talk about what the 49ers could possibly do and how they plan to attack. Now I'm going to try to keep my mindset more on what Kyle Shanahan would do, would do uh, what D'Amico Ryans would do, and also uh, Brian Schneider if we get into the special teams as well because there's that nice matchup between Brian Schneider and Richie Hightower, the former special teams coordinator for the 49ers. So I thought that's an interesting dynamic as well. But try to keep a lot of my own mindset out of this. 
However, sometimes it bleeds in, and when it does, I'll go ahead and tell you, like, this is what I would do in this situation. It doesn't always mean Kyle will do it, even though that's what I'm trying to do. The first thing, this is what I, I said on that video as well, you have to understand the coaches that you're going against. Something Richard Sherman and Eric Davis had said publicly on Twitter, and this is something I've heard through all the clinics that I've went through all the years that I've coached, is you need to understand these coordinators, because if not, if you're just going against players, if you're just going against plays, you're going to be chasing ghosts. Understanding concepts and how a team wants to approach offense, understanding, okay, these are the route concepts they like to run, these are the, the run plays they like to run, and then you go ahead and you figure out which ones they're really good at, and if those things counteract against what you do well. Uh, but understanding what they do is the most important thing on offense and on defense. So figuring out who they are first. And the first thing is the Chicago Bears got a new coach in Matt Everfluss. And he's going to be coming in. I've heard of Everfluss, Everfluss. I'm going to say Fluss. Uh, I like it better. But he's going to be, he comes in and he brings a different mindset from Matt Nagy. Nagy was more of an offensive coach who had been with the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid. Now you get Everfluss coming in and bringing a different style, and that's a defensive mindset. A guy that was very successful in Indianapolis, holding you know teams uh, the 10th best rush uh, defense in the league. Uh, that's impressive. Now he had some good players, including one of the 49ers' favorites in DeForest Buckner. Um, they traded him there. So he had really good players all along that, you know, from the, the, from the defensive line all the way to the linebacker group. They're very good. So he had good players there. He has some good players here in Chicago as well. But he hired defensive coordinator Allen Williams, and Allen Williams comes over from the Colts. So you're going to see that same sort of attitude and same sort of style of defense. The only things you can see change, of course, is by personnel, because you might not have the same personnel. You might not have a Buckner. You, know, you might not have guys that can lock you down on the outside or at the safety position. You have to make changes. So those things, little subtle movements, can change the defensive philosophy a little bit, especially if you come into a team you want to run you know, a press man and you don't have press man cor corners, uh, it makes it difficult. So you have to work with what you got, but it does give you an idea and a starting point. Kyle Shanahan kind of referred to this in his press conference where he said, week one, never quite know. You have, a, you have an understanding. You think you know what they're going to do and how they're going to approach things, but you just don't know for sure until you get out there. There's a feeling out process. It's kind of like in boxing. Uh, both guys are just moving around the ring, uh, trying to find that range, hitting a couple jabs, throwing them out there at getting an understanding of what each other tries to do. Of course, the whole time you're hoping they're going to give you an opening so you can take advantage of it, uh, but we'll see what happens with that. And then also you get to the offensive coordinator, and you got Luke Getze. Uh, Getze comes over from the Green Bay Packers, the guy that's been with LaFleur, which means, yeah, you're going to see a Kyle Shanahan's kind of system, the Shanahan system that they run. Uh, they're going to be running that with the Chicago Bears, and he was the pass game coordinator for uh, a couple years there in Green Bay, but he's been the quarterback coach for three years. Uh, so coaching up Aaron Rodgers, now coming in coaching and helping coach Justin Fields, bringing that Kyle Shanahan system. So the 49ers defense is going to see something very similar to what they see every single day in practice. They're used to seeing a mobile quarterback, a big physical quarterback with a strong arm. Guess what? That's what Justin Fields can do as well. Hey, somebody that can decipher what they're looking at. Justin Fields can do that as well. Uh, it's going to be a similar system that's built on starting with the run game. You want to run the football and then create off of that with play action pass. Guess what? That's what the four yards offense does. So it's going to be like looking in a mirror in some categories for this 49ers defense. And that's where I want to start is a 49ers defense of game plan 
and how D'Amico Ryan's plans to attack this. The first thing and the thing that has to be number one priority for the San Francisco 49ers. I know a lot of people would say keeping Justin Fields in the pocket. That's not number one. I believe number one is stopping this run. And if you watch my game preview show, you know that's what one of my de- one of my key matchups was, and that's a defensive key matchup, is this interior part of the defensive line. And, of course, Bosa and Ebucom as well. But stopping David Montgomery in this run game. You have young players like you know, Jenkins and Braxton Jones that are going to be playing along this offensive line. You have to be able to stop them. You have to be able to put this Bears uh, offense into third and long situations. If it becomes third and short, Justin Fields can count on his legs to be able to convert. They can also go with a short passing game and with a tight end that you can count on by Cole Komet. That's going to give them a lot of potential to be able to continue to move the sticks and get downs. That's not what you want. So the 49ers need to stop the run on early downs. That's Kinlaw, Armstead, Bosa, Ebucom. Go in there and shut it down. Bosa and Ebucom have to set the edge. Don't allow any movement or they can go ahead and find little uh, crevices to be able to run in. And, of course, Kinlaw and Armstead are going to have to eat double teams. That was what the Houston Texans did. They went ahead and double teamed at, the, at both defensive tackles and tried to press them into the linebackers into that second level. And when it gets muddied up there, Fred Warner, Aziz Alshire, and Dre Greenlaw have more difficulties. But if Armstead and Kinlaw can take on those blocks and allow that linebacker group to go ahead and run freely, they're going to be able to make a lot of plays. And the way the Chicago Bears were running offense in the preseason, they were coming in with a lot of two tight end sets, coming in a lot with two running back looks. That allows the 49ers to play their base 4-3 set, allowing them to actually get their best defense on the field. Because anytime that happens, these Shire, Dre Greenlaw, are on each side of Fred Warner, that's a good situation. So hopefully the Chicago Bears do that and allow the 49ers to play in their base 4-3. Of course, if they go to a more traditional NFL look, uh, look now, it's it's crazy to say, but a three-by-one or three receivers and one running back, uh, then you're going to have the opportunities for Samuel Womack to come on the field. I think that's actually the best avenue for the Chicago Bears to be able to run the football in the 49ers, go ahead against Aziz Alshire off the field. And then Samuel Womack, even though he's, uh, equated himself really well to be able to handle you know, run fits and be able to come up and tackle. It's still a better situation for them to get that, get a, a wide receiver like the Catman himself, Dante Pettis, blocking a Samuel Womack. That's a better matchup than, of course, getting you know, a, tie, a second tight end to try to block Aziz Alshire or Dre Greenlaw. Those are mismatches you don't want. So that's number one, stopping the run, making them have to convert long on third down. Then after that, it is keeping Justin Fields in the pocket. D'Amico Ryans wants to keep him there, make him defeat you with his arm. Now, if you play off, they proved this last year at Halloween, if you play off and you allow Justin Fields to throw underneath throws in rhythm, he's going to pick you apart. He's going to convert on first downs. He can do that. He can complete passes at a pretty high rate, especially when there's no pressure. And you don't want him to be able to get the ball out quick because you want Bosa, Ebucom, uh, and Charles Aminahue and all these guys, and Drake Jackson, the young, exciting rookie, be able to get home. And the way you do that is by going ahead and keeping Justin Fields in this pocket and not allowing him to get those rhythm throws. So if you go ahead and you have Charverius Ward, you have Emmanuel Mosley and Samuel Womack come up, play these guys a little bit more physical, you're going to allow this defensive pass rush to get home. And that's why you went out and you got Charverius Ward. You went out and got this guy that can shut somebody down, somebody that can go up there and get on the number one receiver for the Chicago Bears and Darnell Mooney and get physical and say, you know what, you're not getting off today. Mooney had a pretty good game last year. We'll see if he can duplicate that performance against the 49ers. It's a different secondary. Josh Norman is not here anymore. 
Now it's Tarverius Ward. Now Ward hasn't been healthy for most of the preseason, but he's supposed to be healthy now. And when I saw him at training camp, he was absolutely fantastic. It was difficult for any of the 49ers wide receivers plays against him. In fact, I felt sorry for Brandon Ayuk uh, several days when Ward was on him. It was just very difficult. Of course, Ayuk battled back and got his own as well. But uh, that's things that the 49ers want to execute. And because they have a secondary that can definitely do that, and because they drafted a nickel corner like Womack that can do that, they're going to have some abilities. The one problem, the one thing that D'Amico Ryans has to figure out as well that I'm going to get into in a second uh, is about Cole Komet. But first, keeping... Uh, Keeping Justin Fields in the pocket is really simple. You want to collapse the pocket from the inside. That means interior pressure from Javon Kinlaw, from Eric Armstead, or whoever's playing next to Armstead. It'll be Armstead and obvious pass downs, but they could also go with the Arden key role of Charles Aminahue, Kerry Hyder, one of those guys moving to the interior and providing pressure as well. I think that's how they go about it. They just don't want to give up integrity. Uh, pass, pass rush lanes are so important in this game. Don't give Justin Fields an avenue to run. Also, Making sure you strategically bring blitzes, whether that's a linebacker, a nickel corner, or a safety like Hufanga or George Odom, bringing them on blitzes will muddy up the run lanes in which Justin Fields wants to run. Just as long as you stay in those lanes, then you allow people like Bosa and Ebucom to get home. Now, Bosa and Ebucom are going to be very, uh, very uh, good about not going too far upfield. If they go too far upfield, that's going to open a natural lane for Justin Fields to be able to run. Now, also, when you have a running quarterback, you don't really want to run, run too much man coverage. So uh, the Fortners has got to decide if they're going to run man or zone, and it could present some problems. And this is what I'm getting to because Cole Komet is a matchup problem for the 49ers without Jimmy Ward being available. He, there's not very many guys that can match up with him. In fact, I think the best matchup for him is actually Fred Warner. But how many times do you want Fred Warner lining up and taking him away? So I think they're going to use a multitude of different guys that they believe that sometimes it'll be Fred Warner. Sometimes it'll be Dre Greenlaw. Uh, sometimes it'll be a, a, a nickel corner. Maybe they'll bring in a Diameter Lenore or somebody like that. And then somebody to watch as well as Dante Johnson, if he's elevated for the practice squad, going in there and playing against him. I believe T. Moore could do it as well, Tarverius Moore. We'll see who gets that start next to Tal uh, next to Talano Hufanga, whether that's George Odom or uh, Tarverius Moore. Kyle Shanahan was giving no hints about what was going to happen laughing it off, saying he will decide right as kickoff happens. Of course, we know these players are going to know in advance, but I'm hoping as Tarverius Moore, his skill set lends more to taking care of a player like Komet. Now, as far as the 49ers go on offense, what they want to do is establish the run game. And you've got a really good defense over there with the Chicago Bears. They have some very talented football players that the 49ers are going to have to deal with. And the first thing you know you have is edge rusher and Robert Quinn. He's a very good football player that can do a lot of things. But then you have to get some movement along the interior offensive line as well. You've got young player Spencer Burford, Aaron Banks, and Jake Brendel, who's unproven. They've got to get movement. The way they got to get moving is by moving people like Justin uh, Jones off. Uh, we'll see if they're able to do that. If this Bears interior defense is able to hold ground and not let the 49ers run the football because of guys like Roquan Smith, uh, the Bears have a couple talented guys here and there, right? They have Robert Quinn. They have Roquan Smith. They have Eddie Jackson on the back end that you have to contend with. So the first thing the 49ers need to do is go out there and establish the run. I wouldn't be surprised to see the 49ers come out and run play action early in this football game to try to somewhat stretch this defense a little bit because I expect for uh, the defense, Everfluss and Wilson, to come out and go ahead and, and move an eighth guy into the box and make Trey Lance beat them. 
the 49ers want to establish the run and to establish the run they might have to actually kind of loosen them up with a little bit of play action we'll see how they handle it but getting this run game going is important and running behind trent williams may be the best avenue at which to do it uh, running behind trent williams aaron banks with kyle use check in front so establishing the run game is how what the 49ers want to do they want to run the ball between 30 and 35 times in this game you throw in the facts you're going to have weather conditions you're going to have a fan base that's going to be absolutely rabid they're going to be excited about this football team you need to go ahead and quiet them down and how you do that is a 12 13 play drive that results in a touchdown uh that will quiet them down a little bit and make it a little bit easier for this four united interior offensive line to settle in because no matter what you say about them how ready they are spencer burford and aaron banks are still taking their first starts in the nfl at the guard spots jake brendel still you know, getting some significant snaps at the center position, not an experienced starter. These guys have to be able to prove it. And one of the ways that Kyle Shannon can do that is get this run game going. Now, you need to be creative with the run game. Sweeps, run them outside, run those toss plays, run the outside zone, get the gap scheme involved, pull these offensive linemen, use their athletic ability against the Chicago Bears. And then also another thing you could throw in there is these screen plays. They worked so well for the Niners last year. The smoke screens out to Debo Samuel, let him create. Now you've added Ray Ray McLeod. You can use him in the same avenue as well. And I'm going to implore Kyle Shanahan. I think Kyle Shanahan is going to do it. This is why I'm going to say it. To throw the ball deep to Danny Gray at some point in the first quarter. It doesn't need to be successful. It just needs to put the fear of God in the Chicago Bears that you're willing to do it. That Trey Lance is willing to rip it downfield. And that Danny Gray has the speed to be able to make a big play. That will help prevent the Chicago Bears from being able to bring that safety into the box and stop this 49ers run game. And then all you have to do is catch them in those one-on-one situations with Debo, Brandon Ayuk, Danny Gray, uh, to be able to take the top off, get the ball downfield where you can make plays. Now, a lot of what the 49ers want to do is establish this run game and then run play action off that. It's not hard to figure out what Kyle Shanahan likes to do on offense. They're going to load up, they're going to run, o- run over you. But can Trey be and complete passes over the middle of the field? If he can, that intermediate area that Jimmy Garoppolo was so successful, 49ers t- team will not only roll, uh, but the offense will get very exciting again because uh, they'll be able to convert those first downs. You'll be able to run the football, but also those safeties won't be able to creep into the box. Those linebackers won't be able to fully engage in the box. They'll have to kind of sit back. They have that intermediate area. So it's it's one of those things where Kyle Shanahan's system's real simple. Establish the run, sets up the pass game, especially in that void between the safeties and linebackers. That void gets a lot bigger when you have athletic wide receivers that can take the top off the defense and a quarterback that has the absolute cannon to be able to get it down there. So those are some of the exciting things that they're going to do on offense. And I think that's the game plan. Run the football 30 to 35 times, pass the football between 15 to 18 times. Uh, Don't turn over the ball. Get Trey Lance outside the pocket. Move this pocket to take the pressure off this offensive line. That's run first, pass second. No traditional pass sets. Of course, you're going to get some, but uh, limit them to the most of your ability and get these young guys moving forward and blocking and run game. Getting that established that you're a bully, you're going to go ahead and take care of business. And when you have running backs that run as physical as the 49ers, you should be able to do that. You have big tight ends. You have a multitude of tight ends. I think that is the game plan for the Niners. And then on special teams, that's right. I'm going to get into special teams as well. For Brian Snyder, be aggressive. Brian Snyder is going to be aggressive. He's going to take some opportunities. They're going to fly around because they know Richie Hightower doesn't like to be aggressive. So because he's passive, go in there and take advantage of it. Take a couple of chances in this game to give yourself an advantage. Make sure that you win. 
Also, Mitch Wisnowski with the knuckle punt, right? He was running those knuckle punts last year. They were difficult to catch, and now you're going to have some difficulty with the wind. So making sure you can secure catches is important. That's something Ray Raven Cloud needs to make sure he can do, but I've seen him do very well at that during training camp, during the preseason, and making sure he secures catches. That's so important in this football game. I think it's going to go a long way to helping with special teams as well. So I'm very excited about this game. Here's the game plan for the 49ers against the Chicago Bears. Know what they're supposed to do. Stop the run on defense. Put pressure on Justin Fields while keeping him in the pocket. And I think that's going to create opportunities for the 49ers to make turnovers and get big plays on defense. On offense, if you establish the run, number one, you're going to keep the defense off the field and allow Nick Bosa and them to stay healthy. But also, you're going to take the pressure off Trey Lance. Getting this football ran between 30 and 35 Times a game. It's going to give the 49ers the best opportunity to win and succeed on offense. It's going to take all the pressure off Trey, put all of the pressure on the offensive line to perform, which hopefully they can get done. But I think this is the best way. This is the game plan. The 49ers need to be successful with Trey Lance at the helm. This is early on in the season success. And this is success that's going to provide the 49ers opportunities to win a lot of football games during the regular season, but also win games in the playoffs. And that's really what it's about. So thank you so much for watching. The 49ers game plan episode talking all about how the Niners are going to go after these Chicago Bears. I think it's going to be a good game. Exciting. Week one is finally here, everyone. It is less than 24 hours away. This is going to be so much fun. Can't wait for it. Thank you so much for watching. If you have, have the opportunity to go ahead and like and subscribe to the uh, subscribe, I would really appreciate that so much. It means so much to us when you do that. Everyone here on the channel really appreciates this. So thank you so much for watching the video. And if you haven't had the opportunity already, head over to our Patreon where you can check out a bunch of content from Slightly Offsides with me and Horse to 49ers Faceoff where Horse and Jason have a really uh, exciting conversation about everything 49ers. Also, film breakdowns are over there as well, including the scouting report on the Chicago Bears that is available over on Patreon that includes film breakdown. So check those out. And if you haven't already checked out the channel before, you can go back and look at the game preview show. I give you the key matchups to the game and also go over what I feel the game prediction, who's going to win this football game and some wild ass bold predictions as well. But content all over the place from Jay Hill, Horst, uh, Warren, to of course, Jay in the Bay. It's an exciting time here at 49ers Cutback. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Hope you enjoy the game against the Chicago Bears. We'll see you after the game for the game reaction show. Make sure you join. It'll be a lot of fun. I'll be here interacting with you and at answering the questions, having a conversation with you. That's what it's about. But thank you so much. Stay safe. And remember, the right way is always the 49ers. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.